Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. And uh, we want to continue with this that we've been on, the, entitled The Mature Believer. This is the seventh part of this. And uh, I know that uh, Brother Dave ministered uh, along the love lines here last Wednesday. And uh, uh, just an outstanding message. And, um, you know, it's interesting to me how often that God will have all of his ministers ministering along the same lines. And, and you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't call the ministers very often. That I, In the early days of our ministry, I did. If I had another minister, I'd make sure I knew what he was ministering on. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't call them and say, you know, what are you going to minister on or, or things of that nature. Uh, I might ask in casual conversation, but just kind of as, as a point of conversation. But, uh, you know, if we depend on the Holy Spirit, He's going to lead us in the same direction. And, uh, amen. Uh, so, the mature believer. Now, we've been focused on, on love and walking in love, and we're going to continue on that. But we have uh, a little direction here that I feel like the Holy Spirit would have us go tonight. And uh, Ephesians 4, and uh, we'll start in verse 11. The goal of the Christian life is maturity. The goal of the Christian life is to grow up into Christ, all right? And uh, Ephesians 4 and verse 11 begins to tell us this. It says, and he, Jesus, gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And then it tells us for what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come in the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him, into Christ, in all things, which is the head even Christ. Now, we've talked about this some, but the word perfecting in verse 12, it means furnishing or equipping. It means to be fully furnished or fully equipped. And so uh, the goal then, part of, notice it says that these five-fold ministry gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, is for the equipping, the furnishing of the saints. And then it says, for what purpose? For the work of the ministry. And then it says, why for the work of the ministry? For the edifying of the body of Christ. And so there's this equipping, this furnishing that occurs uh, in the local church. And you're not going to find that anywhere else. Uh, You can't be furnished or equipped watching TV. You can't be furnished or equipped just bouncing from sermon, from, from meeting to meeting. Amen. You, you just can't because it's, it's ordained that that occurs in the local church. It's ordained that that occurs where God has planted you. That there are things you cannot receive if you're not where God told you to be. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this furnishing, this equipping occurs and he says the avenue is through the ministry gifts. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Amen. And then he says in verse 18, or or excuse me, uh, uh, in uh, verse 13, until we all come to the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Well, perfecting, perfect, they seem to be the same thing, but perfect man is a fully mature man, a fully grown man. So notice that I can't be fully grown, fully mature, without being fully furnished and completely equipped. Amen. Now, that's a life process. No, everybody matures, but nobody reaches that place of complete maturity because we'll all be growing. 
if you live however old you are, if you live to be 100 years old and you come to church every week, every night that there's available service, you're still going to be maturing by the time that you either go by the way of the grave or the rapture comes. Amen. Because it's, it's something that we're consistently functioning in. Every time you come to the local church, there's a furnishing occurring. There's an equipping occurring. Amen. When, when people begin to think that it's not necessary to really be in church that often, then what they're doing is saying the equipping and the furnishing that's occurring in every service, there's some of it I don't need. And we all need it all. We all need it all. Amen. Are, are you following me? That's important. You can see somebody, listen, somebody being really anointed does not mean that they're fully equipped. It means there's an anointing there. A strong anointing on a person does not equate to spiritual maturity. They're highly anointed, but it doesn't mean they're mature. Amen. And that's why a lot of people have to wait and mature, and their maturity has to catch up with their anointing. And I've said this for years. There are people that their anointing can take them places that their character won't keep them. Amen. I was, I was dealing with a person one time, and oh, they were just on fire for God, and they had a zeal, and, and, and as far as I know, they still do. But the, the point that I was trying to make to them was there's a call of God on your life, but you got to take time and mature. you you got to take time and be fully furnished and fully equipped. Listen, a, a spiritual family, the, nat, the, the type of that is the natural family. Is there anybody in here that has raised kids to adulthood that at some point that child, when they hit those formative teenage years, they just kind of decided they had it all figured out? Every kid in the world except Sarah did that. <laughs> Amen. Right? You, you've heard the old saying. You know, the guy, said, the guy said, when I was growing up, my dad was the dumbest guy I knew. You know, but the older I get, the smarter he gets. Right? Isn't that right? Well, well why? Because, because he's getting smarter? No, because you're maturing. You're maturing. And what does that tell us? That ever what God has called me to do, there's a consistent, continual furnishing and equipping that I, that I receive when I show up at the local church. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? And so it, without it, there will be something missing. You know, one of the worst things that you can do to a natural child is advance them in their education when they have not passed. Now, I know the culture we're in, they want to take that away. You know, well, it's not passed or failed. It is passed or failed. If they didn't do the work, they failed. <laughs> right? But why is that important? Because they're not being equipped. I said they're not being equipped. And so if, if, if you take them and you advance them to the next grade and they're not equipped with what they need, then you're setting them up for failure and frustration because they, they don't, everything builds on the next thing. Am I, am I helping you? And when you come to church and you show up at the local church, that furnishing, that equipping for what God wants me to do, it, it's, it's built on. There's something added to it. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see this? And uh, glory to God. So the reason for this equipping, this furnishing, is so that I can do the work of the ministry. Now, this is important in the local church. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Is that what it says? And so I don't come and get an anointing and I don't come and get furnished and come and get equipped just to go do my own thing. Hallelujah. 
right? There, there's something to be done at the local church. There's something to be done there. There's, every, there's room for every gift. There's room for the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. That doesn't mean all of them except the pastor. The only gift that will all, every gift, the only gift that will absolutely be in the local church is the pastor. But all of them serve to build the local church. Amen. So you come get edified, you come get built up, you come and you get strengthened. For what purpose? To edify the body that God hooked you up to. Amen. The most important place that you could be tonight is in the local church. The most important place you could be on Sunday morning is in the local church. The most important place you could be on Sunday night is in the local church. Why? Because I'm being edified. I'm being built up. I'm, be, I'm, be, I'm being strengthened. In what? Amen. No, no para-ministry, no para-church ministry is as important as you being here. I don't care what's going on. I don't care who, what's being dealt with or where people are. The most important place you can be when the doors are open is assemble yourself together with people in the body of Christ in the location God placed you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, well why? Well, he says something. Notice, he says in verse 14 that what will happen is you'll be no more children. Now notice what he didn't say. He didn't say that you could arrive at maturity on your own. Hallelujah. You will never, I, I don't care how much you study your Bible, and I'll say that unashamedly and unapologetically. I don't care how much you study your Bible at home, you cannot, arrive at spiritual maturity without the gifts that God placed in the local church. You can't. Why? Because the Bible says that. Amen. Are you with me? Well, I study every day. Well, that's good. You're supposed to. But you cannot arrive at spiritual maturity on your own. You know, when you get quiet, you got to say something. Just say it. Say, I cannot arrive at spiritual maturity on my own. I, ju I just can't. My, ch my child, my four-year-old cannot arrive as at maturity on her own. Now, she thinks she knows everything. She told us the other day at the breakfast table. I, I know. I know everything. Right? <laughs> Well, okay, but you, you just can't because, because ever how much I study, there's a gift, there's a gift that God placed in my life that can, that can read the same passage that I was reading that morning and yet have something out of it that I didn't get because that, that, that's the gift that's placed in a person's life in the local church. Amen. And, and when somebody just acts like, you know, going to the local church is not that important. You know, I've had people say, well, you know, it's not how many times you come to church. Well, why don't you equate that same thinking to bathing? It's not how often you bathe. It's just that you bathe. Let me help you. The people sitting around you, they're appreciative that you bathed today. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if you've ever been next to somebody that didn't bathe, you know. Right? So, so we don't think that way. I mean, think about that. I, I mean, it's not how often you eat. It's just, you know, that you eat every now and then. Right, Jeremy? No, not right. Not right. <clears throat> We won't ask you how much you eat. We're just, we're just, we're just, amen me. That's all. Amen. Hallelujah. But the, the, see, that's not the point. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's, and it's not just showing up at church just so pe we can say people came to church. It's understanding the importance of what you're getting when you show up. 
And, 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 and let me say this. That's from whoever is ministering. Understand something. The ministers that minister behind this pulpit, they're feeding off the same, they're feeding off this branch. And the same anointing that flows through my wife and I flows through them. And it may come out a little different, uh, right? I mean, I walk, I move, I get exuberant. Some may not, right? Amen. I mean, Jim is mild-mannered Clark Kent. Dave is just direct to the point, and this is how you drive this thing, and this is what you do. And, and that's, we, we need, that's that varied gifts. Amen. Ron wants to sweat and speak in tongues and, and, and lay hands on people. Amen. I mean, if you even look like you need hands laid, ah, he's just on you. Amen. And, and that's great. That's, I mean, we need all of that. We need it all because that's those varied gifts. But what you'll see is that thread running through all of them that this is safe. This is, this is where God called me. And, and somewhere in all those messages, somebody will say, I heard pastor, I heard sound, whatever the case may be. Here's, here's the reason why. Because that same anointing is flowing through them. Amen. And, and so when somebody makes the decision that I'm not going to church on Wednesday or I'm not going to church on Sunday night or whatever because so-and-so is preaching, here's the problem is you miss out on something. Not, 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 you, you, you don't miss out just because you didn't come hear them teach. You miss out because you didn't show up and assemble yourself together. In the body, there is some assembly required. <laughs> right? You... You must assemble, I'm giving you the directions tonight, you must assemble yourself together. Hallelujah. You know, it so blessed me, and, and I'm, 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 I'm going to pick on Dave for a minute. It so blessed me because I was, you know, I was, I was talking to Brother Jim, and Brother Jim shared this with me. He said, uh, yeah, Brother Dave showed up last Wednesday, came directly from work, and, and had on his, you know, his UPS uh, uniform, and he said, I'm here to deliver the word. That just, that, 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 that blessed me so much. I thought the only thing better is if he had preached in that uniform. You know, I'm here to deliver the word. Dave, you could have put your tie on with the uniform, but amen. But in any event, my, my point is, is if, it, it's, if, if you miss something, you miss revelation that, that somebody labored to get. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, 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 and so you, you don't look at it that way. Whoever's ministering, that's, that's, that's God ordained for them to be there. Am I helping you? And, uh, uh, you know, how can you be equipped or furnished if you're not there? You, you, you can't. Notice Romans 1.11. This is so important. And I mean, obviously you're here, but this is like preventive medicine. Amen. Glory to God. You know, if you take vitamins and supplements, you don't take vitamins and supplements because you're sick. You take them because you want to you build up your immune system. You want to be strong. Amen. If, when, when, when you make a decision to eat healthy and do the right thing, you're, you're not doing that necessarily because you're sick. It'll help if you're sick. It'll help you get well, but it'll keep you well. Amen. Amen. We've all known those people that get a hold of church when they have a problem. And sure enough, their problem gets solved. But then the, the issue is to understand you're going to have more problems. So you need to stay where the answer's at. Amen. Every time you sacrifice and you show up at church, something happens in the spirit realm, and before you leave, God will reward you. Every time. Every time. Amen. There are people here tonight. You worked all day. You worked hard all day, and and you showed up, and you're here. There are people that have young kids, and, 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 and you worked hard all day. You had to come home. You had to feed the kids. You had to get the kids ready. You had to bring them to church, but you're here. There's a reward for that. Amen. I say there's a reward for that. Romans 1 and 11. Notice Paul said to the church at Rome, I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Notice, 
the, the, the end that you may be established. The Weiss Bible says resulting in you being stabilized. But, but notice the qualification. I long to see you. I long to see you. So he's saying, when I'm, when I'm in the presence with you, there's something that's going to be imparted to you that will result in your stabilization or your establishment. You can come to the local church with a rocky marriage, and if you'll show up when the doors are open, that marriage will line out. Because every time you come, there's something of the Spirit being imparted into your marriage that says, we're going we're to calm the waters here. We're going to turn things around. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It, it will do what counseling cannot do. I've had people before want to counsel. And my mindset, and, and, and I've even told some people, just show up at church. The Holy Spirit will eventually say what you need to hear. Amen. Amen. The people that consistently come to church, I don't have to counsel. People that don't consistently come to church, they're looking for answers from me. I'm their pastor, but, but you've got to understand something. If you just show up and you set up an appointment to come see me on a Monday or a Wednesday or whenever, I'm anointed to pastor, and if you're a member of this church, I'm anointed to help you. Amen. But you're not after my wisdom. And people will sit down in counseling session and they'll say, or, or spiritual uh, help session, and they'll say, well, what would you do? It's not what would I do. It's what does the Word say you need to do. That, that's the key. And so this is this stabilization. This is this establishment. And if, if there's ever a time that people need establishment in their life and stabilization, it's right now. Because if you look around our nation and you look around our, the country and you look around the world, whoo, my goodness, you could wonder who's running this place. I don't know. But, right? <laughs> but, but, but the point is stabilization. And now here's the thing. And so you needn't think that you will have that stabilization or establishment without it. You won't. You won't. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you just, you just it, it won't happen. And so he said the result is that you'll be stabilized. You'll be established. Now, notice Hebrews 10. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, that's what sometimes I, I, I and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm direct about these kind of things because I, I know the ability of the local church to change people's lives. You know, I've talked to people before and they'd say, well, you know, my wife has to work late on Wednesdays or my husband or what. Well, why does that stop you from coming? Why does that stop you? Well, you know, no, I don't know. I, I mean, just to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't understand. I've had people say, well, you know what I mean. Well, I know what you mean, but I don't agree. And I've had people say, well, you agree with that, right? No, I don't. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I don't agree. That was something my wife and I made the decision early on. When, early on in our marriage, I mean, when we got married, on, on the midweek service that we had at our church, I had to work late. I didn't miss church, but I had to work late. I had, to, I had to clean up the, 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 the meat department where I worked. I, I worked there alone uh, on those days, and I, had to clean, I was the one in charge of cleaning up, and church started at 7, and I usually didn't get off till about 7.15, 7.20, 7.30, something like that. So it was maybe a quarter to 8 when I got there. Of course, Pentecostal church, I mean, we were just getting started. But the, 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 the point is, is we made the decision. If I, if I got to come dirty, if I got to come in the clothes I've worked in all day, I'm coming. And we're going to be in church. Why? Because I got kids and I got to set the example. I'm leading my family. And we're front row mafia. And I'd, 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 I'd come up there and sit in my piggly wiggly clothes on the front row. Because this is important. I need the stabilization that's coming from being in church. Amen. And if something would happen that I couldn't be there. Notice I said couldn't. There's a difference between can't and won't. 
that I couldn't be there, she had those kids in church. She was in church. Why? Because this is our lifeline. That This is not optional. If you consider attending your local church as optional, you will never receive from the local church what you could receive. If anything takes precedence, well, I'm going to go over here and get involved with this. Not if your church is having church. Because that event does not take precedence over your church having church. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I, I like to do this and I like to do that. Well, there's things I like to do too, but not when there's church going on. Because he didn't say, going and doing that will result in your stabilization. Amen. Amen. And just because a person's anointed doesn't make them your pastor. And nobody can speak into your life like the person God called you to. God didn't call anybody to this church. He called everybody to this pastor. Amen. God doesn't send you to a church. He sends you to a pastor. That's the visitation of God in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, did you find Hebrews 10, verse 22? Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he's faithful that promised. Now, notice, here's where he gets into this. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I'm, I wonder, brothers, if you could show me that verse 25 in the Amplified Bible for just a moment. Uh, Hebrews 10, 25. I, 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 I want you to see this, because this is a, a verse that's often quoted, but notice, not forsaking, now wait a minute, here it is, or neglecting to assemble together. Is that what it says? As believers as is the habit of some people. You know, you, you can see that nowadays, that it's become a habit with some people just not to come to church. But I think Scripture says right there not to do that. Can, can you give me one big charity amen? <laughs> right? I, I, I believe that's what it says. And people say, well, there's only one verse in the Bible about that. How many do you need? How many verses do you need? I mean, think about it. And, and I always talk to the ladies about this. Ladies, is one verse against adultery enough? What if your husband said, well, give me two. But, the, but there's only one. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Right? How many verses do you need to be told not to lie? How many verses do you need to be told different things? How many verses do we need to show us how important the church is? I'm going to show you a lot more than this, but important the church is. He says, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together. And notice there's not a caveat there that says except. Amen. You know, when people look around the local church, they need to see their leaders in church. They need to see their leaders feeding off the ministry gift that God's placed there. Leaders that are ministering in my place, they need to see other leaders there. I don't think people understand what happens to the continuity in a body when, when other leaders that are not in that senior leadership position are ministering and, and they look out and other leaders are just laying out because they know who's ministering. That's your brother or your sister. That's somebody that's called by God. That's somebody your pastor put trust in and believes that they are sufficiently anointed and spiritual enough to feed you in their place. And you owe it to them to show up. Glory to God. So he said, as believers, as the habit of some people, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, Notice, warning and encouraging one another. And all the more, oh, here's this word, faithfully. 
Well, what's all the more faithfully? Show up all the more faithfully. So that means your faithfulness to assembling yourself together should get greater the more mature you get. Amen. Well, I mean, you know, so-and-so don't come every service. Well, I understand, but they're not here. You are. And, and now notice, more faithfully, as you see the day approaching. Well, what day? The day of the Lord. Everywhere you turn on Christian TV, it's Jesus is coming. This thing's about to wrap up. Well, I know the signs of the times. I don't know how much time we have, but here's what I do know. If that's the truth, how much more should you be in church? If the rapture's imminent, if the coming of Christ, if the world's going to end, like everybody's saying, how much more often should we be in church? Well, you know, pastor of the pandemic and all. Listen, don't get me started. Don't even get me started. The mandates have been lifted. I mean, how, how much, what else needs to happen? What is the excuse? And I'm not talking about people that are not in church tonight. I'm, I'm saying as a body, as believers, this is something that I talk to pastors and they're dealing with. I, I understand there were, there were restrictions, but they're, they're gone. Most people you know, most people you know, maybe not everybody, and you may be one that's not, and that's fine if you're not. But most people you know are fully vaccinated. Most people you know have, have done that. Now, where's the excuse? It doesn't exist. Amen. And it's not just coming to church. Notice what he says. He goes on in verse 25. Uh, he says, not forsaking the assembly of yourself together, man or some is, exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. The word consider there, let us consider one another. It means observe, fix one's eyes, fix one's eyes or mind upon, provoke or incite. I can't observe you or fix my eyes upon you if you're not here. Well, I'm watching online. Online's not here. Online's not here. I know it can help, but it's like a supplement. It's not supposed to be your diet. Amen. Nobody can shake your hand online. Nobody can hug your neck online. Nobody can cheer you on online. Nobody can walk up to you and say, you know, I was sitting there and the Lord said this to me about you. And, and I just want to encourage you. I just want to tell you. How many times has that happened to you in church? Somebody came to you and said, I want to encourage you. I want, I want you to know it's all going to be okay. I want you to keep pressing. I want you to keep pushing. It might have been the pastor. It might have been somebody else. You cannot be considered if you're not here. Amen. Hallelujah. So I can't do either of those if I'm not physically in church. And then he said, not forsaking. That word forsaking means to abandon or desert. Here's one, leave helpless. Now, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't waste words. And look at that strong language, desert, abandon. King James kind of put it a little nicer, forsake. The Greek says abandon or desert or leave helpless. <laughs> what hole is left in the service of the local church if you don't show up? You're kind of leaving it helpless. Oh, they'll get by without me. Yeah, but you won't get by without us. You don't get by without coming to church. Amen. Do, do, do you see this? And he says, assembling yourselves together. That word assembling, it means this, gathering together in one place. Gathering together in one place. Amen. And he says that, 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 that the reason is, notice, to consider one another and provoke unto love and to good works. So to exhort one another, to encourage, to strengthen. 
Oh, that's so important. Amen. And, that, and that's part of maturing. That's part of that walking in love. That when people come to church, I'm exhorting them. I'm encouraging them. I'm strengthening them. I might have had a bad day myself, but I'm exhorting you. I'm strengthening you. When you come to the local church, you learn to put other people in front of you. You learn to put other people's needs ahead of yours. You might be on the greeter schedule, and you feel like doing anything but greet. You feel like doing anything but smile. But you know you're there, and you're working for the Lord, and you're representing Christ, and you're representing the local church, and people start showing up, and you're shaking hands and smiling and welcoming them and what begins to happen you begin to get energized your spirit starts coming alive and you get an anointing flowing why because you're assembled together exhorting and encouraging one another amen no ministry is about the minister In ministry, you don't just get to do what you want. Well, I really enjoy this. Well, that's great if you enjoy it, but that's not all you get to do. If you forsake the ministry in the local church to go do something outside the local church, what have you gained? Who are you helping? Amen. Every ministry is important. Everybody's doing something for God is important. But think about that. If I abandon, leave helpless, desert the local church to go do something else, who am I helping? If I abandon, desert, leave helpless the local church because it would be a little bit of a challenge to get to church tonight on Wednesday night, what have I gained? Who am I helping? What's that, what message is being sent to my kids and my grandkids? That I had to face a little bit of a challenge. So we're not going to go to church tonight, kids. We'll watch online. They're not watching online. They're playing in their room. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say out loud, I love my pastor. There's much to be received when we assemble together. There's much to be lost. When we fail to assemble together. And listen, I'm the most compassionate person in the world. And I realize there's things that come up and people can't be in church. And I understand that. I've, I've never been the, 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 the kind of person that is hard on people just because I, I don't think they're doing what I would do. I don't judge you by me. I judge you by the word. Amen. Amen. Now, notice Acts 2. Am I helping you? Acts chapter 2. Whew. Glory to God. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, that's the genesis of the church. And they were all in one accord in one place. Notice, he said, go and tarry in Jerusalem till the, the promise of the Father comes on you. What was the promise of the Father? Not tongues, power. Tongues is the initial evidence of the power. But here's the point. Here's the point. Notice, none of them said, well, you know, I don't think I need to be there. I mean, after all, I can, I can do my own thing. I mean, God's no respecter of persons. I mean... The power will come on me too. Uh-uh, no it won't. Because he said, go assemble yourself together there. Amen. You know, I hear people say, well, you know, we can worship God anywhere. Well, that's right. That's right. But you can't assemble anywhere. Well, you know, I don't think you've got to come to church, uh, you know, every, 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 every service. I mean, you know, I can worship God out at the lake, and I'm close to God when I'm in nature. <laughs> come on, man. Really? God delivered you, set you free, gave you your life back in the local church, and you have the audacity to say it's not that important if I'm there every time the doors are open. It took that to get you free. What's it going to take to keep you free? There are people under the sound of my voice and watching online. God healed you. 
There were things that you could not fix yourself. And God healed you. God turned your life around. There are people that were on the verge of bankruptcy. And God blessed you. God has blessed you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And somehow, now we feel like we're at this point where it don't take all that. What it took to get you where you're at is what it takes to keep you where you're at. And listen, there are no cheat days. (laughs) I've asked people that before. Well, who said you get a cheat day? Amen. Now, if you've got cheat days, that's up to you. But, (laughs) But notice, he said, you want the power? Be where I told you to assemble. Amen. Where's your answer tonight? Here. Hallelujah. Notice now, notice Acts 2.46. Whew. This is after the message there on the day of Pentecost. Verse 46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Notice, they continued daily. Can I see that in the Amplified Bible, please? Sir, hallelujah. I got about 10 minutes. Y'all give me an hour and a few minutes of power. And day after day, they regularly assembled in the temple with united purpose. And in their homes, they broke bread, including the Lord's Supper. They partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts. If you look back at the first part of that verse, notice what it said. Day after day, they regularly assembled. This is the genesis of the church. This is one of the laws of first mention. This is how the church is supposed to assemble. Regularly. And with united purpose. Amen. And notice, day after day. Now, I'm going to say something. I've had people say, well, why doesn't it seem like the church has the same power the early church had? That's part of it. Because people think they can just show up to church one night a week or show up and work in a department on Sunday morning or Wednesday night and not show up but one other service and think they're going to function in power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or move up. Or gain a greater anointing. You might as well just learn something right now. The people that I choose to do things are people I see regularly. And and I don't care. I don't care if they're the most educated. I don't care if they're the most versed. I don't even care if they're the best preachers or teachers. Faithfulness gets you put in the game. If I only see you one service a week, I promise you I'm not looking at you. I promise. I P-R-O-M-I-S-E. I promise. I swear I'm not. Why? Because there's, there's not enough flowing in you. There's not enough flowing in you. There's no evidence that you want to support. There might be evidence that you want to do, but there's no evidence that you want to support, that you want to get behind and carry somebody else and help them do what God called them to do. Amen. When, when other ministers are ministering here, I, I want you out there shouting them down. I want you amening them. Man, when they hit a point and the Holy Spirit lands on it, you ought to be shouting and amening them. And, and what happens then? A whole floodgate opens up for that man or woman that's ministering and revelation starts flowing and you'll get your answer. Amen. It's so important. I say it's so important. Well, you know, Pastor, but I got these things going on. Then you need to come tell me. Then you need to tell me there are things that you can't do. Don't, don't ever just leave somebody to think you're unfaithful. Go talk to somebody. I say that all the time. If you can't be here, tell me you can't. Because that shows me at least you care about what's going on. Amen. Amen. Do, do you see that? 
Pastor Morton used to tell people all the time, he'd say, if you don't tell me, I don't know. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> Do you see? So it's not just about coming to church. It's, it's about what I, what I represent. To be spiritual, you have to... Spirituality is not proven or exhibited when you get behind the pulpit or when you have a yay yay moment you know what I'm looking at tonight in this room spiritual people why you're here you care about the things of the spirit just be honest with me how many of y'all worked hard and you're tired almost every hand right Hallelujah. <laughs> but, but here's the point. You're here. Why? You value the spiritual things more than being at home resting. Because you realize this is one night. I can give God an hour and a few minutes of my time and I'll sleep good tonight. And I don't, I, I don't have any services till Sunday. So what are you doing from now to Sunday? Gearing up, storing up, feeding on the notes you're taking, watching the message again, hearing what's being said. And Sunday you show up, wham, you show up with a, 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 a spiritual energy and other people will look at you and go, well, my Lord, how are you so fired up? Well, were you in church Wednesday night? If you'd been in church Wednesday night, you'd understand. Amen. Hallelujah. Look, 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 look at Acts 4. This is, this is so vital. And, and again, this is, this is something that, uh, that we have uh, taught on much. But notice what it says, verse 23. Being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And notice, they begin to lift up their voice in one accord in these different things. Now here's the point that I want you to see. They had a company to go to. Where did they go when there was an issue? To church. Amen. I hear people saying, well, the dynamic of church has changed. No, it hasn't. The dynamic of church hasn't changed because the word hasn't changed. Amen. I say amen. amen. And listen, I appreciate technology. I appreciate our, our ability to text to give. When, when we couldn't assemble ourselves together, listen, this church went over and above. I'm so, I'm so godly proud of you. But here's, here's what I want you to understand. <laughs> when I have the option, listen, I, I FaceTimed my wife and, and daughter today when I was, I was getting ready to come to church. I enjoy that. I get to see them. You know what? I can't hug them. I can't cuddle. Liliana, Liliana and I have cuddle time. Right? She can't come in after a bath and, and prance through and say, going to get a snack. <laughs> right? And I'll say, hello, princess, and she'll go. <laughs> right? Amen. And then after a snack, she'll come and, and cuddle and look at me and go, check your time. I think it's time for bed. We've reached that stage where she wants to go to bed. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but, right? But the point is, the point is, FaceTime's wonderful. I can see them. I can't fellowship. We can talk about things. But if it's been a bad day, I can't hold you and hug you. If she had a bad day at summer camp or school, I can't, I can't hold her and say, it's going to be okay. Let's go out in the backyard and play. And you forget all about it. Wonderful technology, but you can't parent very well with it. Right? It's important. I can give online. I can text to give. But even if you text to give, there's, much, there's a much stronger anointing when you text to give standing here in the presence of God than just driving down the road or sitting at home. 
Pastor Caldwell said something March 18, 2020. I remember I was sitting in Stanton, Kentucky. I'd been to see my dad. My dad was experiencing heart failure, and I'd been to see my dad. And, uh, of course, dad went to, to, went to be with the Lord the next month in April. And he said March 18th. I will never forget it because he said it March 18th. Y'all, we, we live stream the services. Y'all were at home watching live stream. And he said, pastors, you better be careful This was the first day. This was the very first day. He said, you better be careful. You'll dumb your people down and you'll get them to thinking that it's okay just to sit at home and watch it on live stream. He said, you better tell them that they need to assemble themselves together. Now, that's my pastor with 37 years of pastoring experience. And the Holy Spirit said that to him day one. Day one. And I never let up on that. And I won't. Because I won't dumb you down. Amen. You, there are things you just cannot receive alone. Just cannot. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12. I'll be done with this verse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, and, and, and uh, I've, I've, I've seen this over the years. I've, I've just, I've seen this over the years. You know, fads come and go. And uh, folks, we are in such a time right now with our woke culture and our cancel culture. They're wanting to change everything and cancel everything. You know, if we don't like what you did, we just cancel you. But the Bible tells us the importance of remembering what happened in the past. Amen. In both of my churches, I pastor a large contingent of African-American individuals. And and you all know me. I I mean, I, I deal with racial issues just with no problem. I don't want to forget the pain and the suffering that that ethnicity went through. Because what you don't remember, you're bound to repeat. And we live in such a culture that the very dynamic that was the recipient of wrongdoing and hate is the one fighting to forget it. Makes no sense. We need to remember so we don't ever do it again. The church needs to remember so we don't segregate again and have white churches and black churches and Mexican churches. We are the body of Christ. We're the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Well, where where are you going to hear the truth? Where are you going to hear the truth? Listen, you're going to hear it in the local church. Because the pastor that you have in the local church has a vested interest in your life. Nobody is up in this pulpit preaching for a check or preaching for benefit. We're preaching because we're called by God and we don't have an option. And woe be to us if we don't do it. That's what Paul said. He said, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Amen. My wife's told people before, they said, well, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to go here and we're not going to be. And she said, well, that's good, but I don't have that option. I'm very frank. Maybe I'm being direct tonight. Dave left that direct anointing right here. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Either that or I left it for him. One, I don't know. But But the point is, the point is, is this. You think about it. People say, well, I'm leaving the church. Well, go ahead. I don't have that option. I don't get that option because I'm called to the sheep. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 12. We better hurry so we can end with this. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Notice this. As the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. And he goes on talks, and I won't take the time to go through it, if the foot will say, I'm not the, I'm not the hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? Here's the thing. Everyone in here 
is a part of the body. Whatever part it is. And, and, and I could say it very simply this way. In, in my physical body, in your physical body, every organ, every appendage has a job. My, my lungs control my breathing. My, my heart regulates my cardiovascular system. My mind, my, my brain is the control center that sends all the signals. Right? My hands operate to, to pick things up, to move things. My feet, my, right? Every part of your body has... Now, here's the thing. How well could you function consistently if your right arm just decided to stay home? Well, you know, Pastor, no, think about that. If someone loses an appendage, loses an arm, gets something amputated, a leg, an arm, immediately they say they are disabled. Why? They have moved dis, the prefix dis, to move away from. They have moved away from ability. Ability to do what? Whatever you need to do with two hands. I, 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 I grew up. I grew up. My dad, my dad didn't have complete use of his right arm. And, and, and I grew up with that. My dad could never tie his own shoes. He could never tie his own tie. Now, those may not seem like big things, and they weren't, but there were other things he just couldn't do. He managed really well, but he just, there were things he just couldn't do because he didn't, he didn't have strength in both arms. You know, you can see with one eye, but it's better with two. Amen. If you lose your little toe, you've got to learn to walk all over again. I mean, think about it. The, the little one. Now, you lose the big one, you've got to learn to walk all over again, too. But it's a toe. It's just a toe. I mean, a toe. So here's the question. How can I help the body if I'm not assembled with the body? How can the hands in the church do everything that they're supposed to do if some of the hands are not showing up? How can the eyes see what needs to see if, if some of the eyes aren't showing up? Hallelujah. See, that's part of being a mature believer is to understand that the local church needs me. I need them more than they need me, but they need me. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll, I'll leave you with this. I was in a meeting one time with a minister that he, he has spoke much into my life over the years, but I, I don't know him. He doesn't know me. And uh, I actually had uh, uh, went there on a Sunday morning. I, had, I didn't preach in our, in our pulpit. Pastor Michelle was there so I could go be a part of that ministry. He's spoken so much into my life. And at the end of his message, he said, you know, as I was sitting there today, the Lord began to give me some words of knowledge. He called different things out. But then he made this statement. He said, uh, uh, there's somebody, maybe more than one. He said, uh, uh, you have a, a, a small child. And he said, uh, you know, there, there's been things that you've been, that have been coming up to you in your mind. And, and he said, he made this statement. You've been hearing different words. And, uh, and he said, uh, uh, now, now understand. Give you the background that there were some things that 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 we were dealing with where our daughter's concerned, and it's not anything she was doing, but it was ju- it was just this pressure, and it was this this uh, I hate to say voice because that that sounds so funny, but you know you would hear you would hear something, a thought would come to your mind, blah blah blah, and it was the same thought, same thought. And, and, and it was this, well, what's wrong? And I, and I just, what's wrong? And he said, he said and he said, this is, this, is, this is what's being said. And he said, well, the Lord told me to tell you this, that uh, that's not the Holy Ghost. That's the devil. Well, you know, people say, well, pastor, you should have known that. Well, yeah. And, and I would tell my wife, something's just not right. I just, I keep hearing this, but something's just not right. And in that service, the Lord said what to say. In that service, the Lord said exactly what I needed to say. 
Now think about that. Where did I get that answer? In the local church. Amen. There are people that got answers tonight. There are people watching online. You got answers tonight. Amen. Because God wants to move you to a whole other level. And we're going to that other level. And we're working very diligently. Uh, this month will be a little different, but every Wednesday night's going to be live. Every Wednesday night live. And uh, throughout July, I'll be here. And uh, people say, how you doing it? Well, we're doing it. We'll be here. All right? And, and uh, uh, then, of course, come August, August 9th, Brother Dave will be ministering. Every other Wednesday in August, Pastor Michelle will be here. She'll be ministering. So my point in telling you all this is, you know, if perhaps, you know, you didn't necessarily want to watch on the, the big screen or whatever, your excuse is gone. <laughs> gone, gone, gone. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and remember something. Every time I come to church, somebody's looking for me. Somebody's looking for me. And this is where your relationships are built. And this is where your anointings are cultivated. And this is where your victory's found. And I want you to have victory. I want you to have